0: What's up there peoples
1: hi diddle hey i don't
0: know oh there neighborino giggity i <laughs> got like four different shows oh hey alamo thanks for that tip man like sitting here without any pants on is actually quite comfortable i think we'll be good this time
1: <laughs> all right giggity giggity. <laughs> giggity
0: hit me with the big one giggity giggity
1: giggity 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 <laughs>
0: uh and that's why we're friends what's going on everybody welcome back or welcome to for the first time to the battle bros podcast with mac and alamo i am mac this handsome sob that's son of boricua this is alamo uh we've been friends for a long damn time way too long long of a damn time um we are uh two friends who've known each other since high school we talk about irreverent type stuff it's important but we're a bit irreverent and ridiculous so um yes indeed either you're gonna love us or hate us buckle up enjoy the show and uh we might learn something tonight so awesome um if you haven't done so already please like uh subscribe share and hit that notification bell on all of our different social media platforms we have the facebook the youtube the twitter the instagram all that good stuff the rumble and the rumble thanks for the rumble um you can also find us on YouTube as well. We have a YouTube channel, Battle Bros Podcast, where you can watch every single episode. The only one that we don't have on here on the audio platforms is episode 10. Uh, we had a little bit of an audio issue when we were recording that. So the only one you can watch, the only, where, yeah. only place you can watch that is on YouTube. But you mm-hmm. get to see our handsome faces. So, hey, that's okay. Okay. Um, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our good friend, Amelia, who is, uh, has a side business. I know we're, we're kind of doing this in a backwards order there. Macho I'm throwing a speed speedball here at you. It's all good. Um, check out uh, sassy girl apothecary. That's S A S S Y G U R L apothecary dot She is uh, a good friend of mine for that same amount of time close to, I don't want to say that on loud because we don't want to, you know, out our ages and stuff, but, uh, we've been friends for a long time as well, longer than me and Alamo here. Um, she has a side business called Sassy Girl Apothecary. She makes candles and homemade soaps that we have both come to love and uh, use as part of our daily regimen and whatnot. By the way, what's up? Fucking
1: excellent for shaving. Oh yeah, but like <laughs> I'm talking like buttery smooth. Like I shaved my face tonight, and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like it, like like it took a while for the like. The just the 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 there
0: we go. Hey, hey, let's let's try to come up with our own scent. We'll just call it so battle battle butter, battle bros. Let's become our own scent battle bros buttery smooth.
1: Oh, yeah, the, and the, that that's actually kind of how it felt on my face, like it was like yeah. buttery smooth on my face, Amelia. Just,
0: thank you so much. You're doing wonderful yeah. things with Alma's face over
1: here. He's it refused, it refused to, to like uh, get on buttery for a while. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes, ah. Uh, oh yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: not to get into that weirdness but anyway so she makes homemade candles and soaps and stuff it's awesome it's great for your face um i've used her stuff for a little while now um i like the denim and leather alamo likes the rum and coffee she also makes these really good charcoal bars for exfoliation which are fan damn tastic so check out Um, if you didn't see it down there, it's sassy girl, apothecary girl, spelled G U R L sassy girl, squarespace.com. Check it out. It's like five bucks for a bar. So it's fucking awesome. It's helping a local business. Check it out. You heard it here first. So, um, yeah, if you caught our show last week, which was episode 60, uh, zero six zero, we talked about the many faces of therapy and how it's not just exactly what everybody comes to think of therapy and stuff. Um, going to a counselor, going to a psychiatrist, psychologist, all that kind of stuff. Therapy can take place in any one of a number of ways. Um, I am kind of getting and delving into the the world of um, mindfulness breathing exercises. I've actually found some of the stuff on Spotify. Yeah, Holistics as well. Um, I'm kind of starting to delve into the the topic of um, mindfulness uh, breathing exercises. I found actually quite a few good ones on the Spotify, which I have a membership with, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, therapy can be any one of a number of damn things. QP um, therapy, recoil therapy, washing your car, whatever they cutting your grass, landscaping, um all that kind of stuff so it could be any one of number things it was a pretty good conversation check it out as always you can go on any one of those apps we mentioned earlier we're on apple media we're on um apple podcast google Podcasts, rumble stitcher all that good stuff we'll tell you about it at the end of the show but um you can also check out our stuff if you want to watch our show you're on we are on uh youtube as well just search battle bros podcast that's enough about talking about us let's get to the heart of the matter yeah so let's do it baby This week, we're going to take um, a slightly different kind of conversation. It's going to be a little bit of a double-sided one. Um, So we were trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about earlier this week. And as always, your lovely wife, Alamo, came in pretty damn clutch. Um, She was mentioning um, there was a catalog, um, a a magazine that we got from the uh, horse therapy that we went to a couple weeks ago.
1: From, uh, I think it was Steve from the Veteran Approved Network.
0: Veteran Approved Network. You should check them out. Um, we're going to hopefully get in, into more of a collaborative uh, relationship with those guys because they're awesome. They have a cool message and all that kind of good stuff. Good group of people. Like it was just dope as hell to be around them. So we're going to hopefully, you know, get in touch with them and talk about them on a regular basis. So mm-hmm. we'll just see. We want to make sure everything is right and kosher and copacetic before we do so. But um, one of the things that your lovely wife found was, <clears throat> wow, I was like, Meh. got that puberty crack going on there.
1: It's like, I just want <clears throat> to...
0: Exactly. Dick. Um,
1: <laughs> So she
0: had mentioned, she goes, hey, you know, you should guys should talk about um, POW Day. So at first, I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So I was actually researching, and I looked it up, and I'm like, wait a minute. That... That... That doesn't seem right like that's kind of weird because of the fact that um there's two of them i was like that kind of just i'm a little bit lost here what's going on holy crap sorry i'm stalling a little bit while i organize some stuff here indeed so there's actually um There's National POW MIA Recognition Day, which is on September 16th, right? But the one that your wife was referring to was, is on April 9th. So it's National Former Prisoner of War Day, or National Former Prisoner of War Recognition Day is observed annually on April 9th. The day was introduced to honor American veterans of any wars that returned home after being released from prisons. The date on, of April 9th was chosen to commemorate the same day in 1942 when the United States forces were surrendered by the Imperial Japanese Army on the Bataan Peninsula beginning the Bataan Death March. All survivors were loaded to a box were loaded to a box train and brought to Camp O'Donnell, Camp O'Donnell, excuse me. Uh, during the march, prisoners were physically abused that caused their death. Um, The actions of the Japanese Army were later judged to be a war crime. Uh, National former POW recognition day has been observed, was observed from 42 to 76 on the national level. Mm -hmm. But later on, some states held commemorative services. Um, Memorial marches took place at New Mexico and Minnesota. Memorial service was held at the National Memorial Cemetery of the Pacific in Hawaii. Uh, due to President Barack Obama's initiatives and the continuation by President Trump, the day is observed once again on the federal level.
1: And by the way, too, like the, the like, I don't know if a lot of people are history buffs. Like I know Mac and I are like big history buffs because yeah, we're nerds. So we're nerds um, for nerds, in any you, basically, in case any of you guys didn't know, that was um, essentially the march that took place after uh, I believe it was General MacArthur um in the pacific theater ended up actually surrendering to the japanese forces because you know because of the great battle of attrition that was taking place i mean the the japanese were fucking dropping munitions dude um a lot i think in large part of it was because of uh i think it was it was uh the zeros were attacking quite heavily yeah before they fucking uh before they actually you know before the american forces actually gave up didn't they I believe so. Yeah, I believe so.
0: Okay, look that up now. Crap.
1: Yeah, man, that, it was <clears throat> it, it was rough, man. You're talking about guys died on the march, and you know we're just left on the side of the dirt just to fucking rot, and it's the the the.
0: It's pretty horrific.
1: Yeah, like if if you do like a lot of the, a lot more research into what actually happened during that time, I mean, the Japanese were they were fucking brutal. Like so, absolutely brutal during that time frame, man.
0: Do you remember? Do you remember that uh, that influ that uh the social media influencer guy, um, Nick Bear, who has that uh, Bear Performance Nutrition, BPN. He's got the, the supplement so, yeah. company. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that was um he was a infantry lieutenant in the army. He was uh first slowly promotable. He was a ranger qualified guy. He started that company, and I think he got into doing like fitness events and whatnot. And I want to say they have some type of event like that called uh the baton death march where you pretty much ruck 26.2 miles out in the desert in arizona like it's an absolute suck fest like it's all sand and shit it's just like yeah yeah yeah, awful like that sounds amazing bless him for doing it is it like
1: that beach slash like sugar sand that they did like like something like that like kind of like what they had during the the baton death march i
0: don't know let me kind of look it up real quick
1: because if that's if that's the case, count me in. Because I like suck fests. You know, just saying. I'm a. I, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a whore for pain.
0: Oh man, here we go. So if you check, it's it's batonmarch.com. It's the Baton Memorial Death March.
1: Share it, right?
0: I'm on. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> yeah. So it is. Let me see here. It is. It's actually. Oh, it's already happened
1: oh it already happened what time for this it year
0: it's it's march 19th
1: march oh yeah. so that that <laughs> that makes perfect and it's, sense it's called, they it's called do it before the heat of the fucking summer
0: yeah so it takes place out of white sands missile range you um some of it it looks like there's some paths out there some of it's graded some of it's not 26 miles of high desert 26 miles of pure perseverance it's on. Memorial Death March is a challenging march through the high desert terrain of the White Sands Missile Range. Memorial March is conducted in honor of the heroic service members who defended the Philippine Islands during World War II, sacrificing their freedom, health, and in many cases, their very lives. Yeah. So, and it's actually, um, the VFW is actually a sponsor of this. That's dope. We'll have to check that out, dude. That might be something we uh,
1: Hell yes.
0: get into there, dude. Like, that's going to suck so bad, but it'd be fucking awesome. Hell so yes. Anyways, so is, it a,
1: is it, It's a ruck march, right?
0: It's like a, it's like it's just a walk, I think. But it's like just a walk. Up. Oh, I think so. Yes. But you, but there's a lot of guys that go out there and they ruck that stuff. Twenty six miles yeah. in the desert It's like that'd be dope. That'd be fucking amazing, dude. I, I hear amazing. Arizona is so pretty, man. We should check. Dude, let's let's I've been there, bro.
1: I've let's been it. there. It is. I love Arizona.
0: Anyway, <laughs> so. Before we get any further, so the the topic of our show tonight, this is episode 061 of the Battle Bros podcast entitled Captivity. So we're going to kind of explain this in, in two different ways. So again, the reason why we this got brought up is your lovely wife brought up the fact that um, April 9th is National Former POW Recognition Day. Hence, we're talking about the Bataan Death March and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So, there's also the other one on September 16th, which is POW MIA Recognition Day, which is a little bit newer and all that stuff. I can't bring up the article. The newer. article. They're kind of like, eh, they can't bring it up anymore. So, we're going to kind of just talk about captivity and, like, what that means from the military perspective, how that kind of relates, and then also to yourself, okay? So, captivity Mental is this—
1: Mental captivity.
0: Well— personal captivity like in a, in a couple of different ways but we'll, we'll get into that so um let's talk about what captivity means for military so captivity is defined as the state or period of being held imprisoned enslaved or confined and the reason we bring that up like we talked about with the bataan death march a lot of these people were held in captivity as military prisoners okay yeah um more a little not Okay, let me find the right way to say this. So in its own right, just as infamous, you have the Lo Prison from Vietnam era, which has also had the nickname of the Hanoi Hilton. This was probably one of the more infamous prisons that was used to house POWs uh, during the Vietnam War. And I was looking up an article on this, and it had um, a list of notable inmates that were listed on here. Um, some of these folks you may have heard of, some of them may not. There's uh, this guy right here, Charles G. Boyd, who was an Air Force pilot. He was a POW for almost seven years. He's the only Vietnam-era POW to reach uh, the rank of four-star general, which is kind of impressive. Some of these other names you might know. Um, you have a, uh, former Senator John McCain, who was a Navy pilot. Um, he spent five and a half years as a POW at the Hanoi Hilton. And what was interesting is his father, so his grandfather and his grand his grandfather and his father were both four star admirals. At the time that he was in Vietnam, John McCain Sr. was one of the admirals that was in charge of that particular area for the Navy and whatnot. And they wanted to relieve the, the the Vietnam the Viet Cong and the the vietnamese uh, folks wanted to release him as a show of good faith for propaganda and john mccain said no there's guys that have been here longer than me either we all go or i stay so he endured quite a bit of physical injury um he i was reading the article last night and um when he was, his plane got shot. He had to punch out of his of his aircraft. I believe it was either an A four or an F four. I want to say it's an A four. I'm not 100 percent certain. I don't have that article in front of me, unfortunately. But he fractured both arms and a leg coming out when he landed on the ground. His shoulder was busted when one of the guys jacked him in the freaking shoulder with a rifle butt, and then some other guy into him. Dude, it's just like damn. So. He su- he sustained a quite a few injuries to where, as an adult man, he could not bring his arms up over his head. If you got to handle something, dude, go to handle it. I'll
1: sit here and yeah, be right back momentarily. I'll be right back momentarily, folks. Mac, hold it down for the next thirty seconds. Got it.
0: Got it. Anyway, um, so yeah, freaking like serious, serious, serious stuff. You know, he had some issues where. Um, like I said, the main thing was he couldn't raise his arms up over his head. Just you know, he had some physical uh, disabilities. Uh, after that, there was one gentleman here, uh, William Lawrence, who ended up being a three-star admiral in the Navy. At one point, he was the superintendent over the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis. Um, when he, while he was there at that post, his daughter was actually uh, coming up as a um, as a midshipman through the naval academy which is pretty cool so um but yeah so you have all these folks that were you know in um you know the hanoi hilton which was just a fucking evil place like it was just bad yeah. like there's all kind of people here there's there, i mean the, there's quite a list of people on here where it's just like wow you know so the reason we say this and now if you happen to see the thumbnail or see the thumbnail for our episode, um, Albo, is there by chance, can you bring that up on the screen? Can you show them like our,
1: yeah.
0: So we can explain that for the folks that are watching live. Uh, So the imagery that we used for our thumbnail and if you notice, we also did it in black and white too—the text and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the round image that you see on our thumbnail is actually the um, the hanging metal portion for the. Um, Can you make that live or make it bigger by chance?
1: i unfortunately at the moment cannot because i'd have to click on it
0: i got you so what you can do though is if you go and look up the um the De- department of defense prisoner of war metal that's actually what that is um it's the drape portion of it is kind of black and the sides of it are, are white and red and i think there's a little bit of blue and stuff but it's basically an, an eagle with its wings outstretched like this and then all the way around this the border of that metal piece is barbed wire or the representation of barbed wire to represent that it is um, in captivity. So um, more contemporary to that, we can uh, tell you a story about a guy named Mike Durant. Now, for those of you who are probably GWAT generation, or slightly before, maybe a little bit before that, Mike Durant is going to be a, a little bit more of a maybe a well-known name to you because he is the chopper pilot who was shot down uh, during the Battle of Mogadishu. He was in the, the one uh, aircraft where um, the, two, um, uh, the two Delta Force snipers, Gordon and Shugart, pretty much went down after on the third request were finally allowed to go down and provide him support and cover fire to get him and extricate him out of that aircraft. Um, ultimately uh, com- resulting in their deaths, and they were both awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously for the first time, which was the medal – had the award had been presented since the Vietnam conflict. So Yarr. that was a super big deal. So he spent 11 days in captivity. Um, you can also think about um, – which you may call it. uh yeah there's a picture of mike durant right there there's a picture of him like all kind of tore up and stuff so he actually retired in 2001 right as a movie came out um and um he retired i believe as a cw4 um, yeah just super dude like just awesome guy i've never met him but like i would just love to shake his hand and just be like wow but i mean it's, hey, it's pretty yes. it's pretty impressive if you see somebody with a pow medal on on their like in their ribbon rack or on their fruit salad whatever the hell you call it um like that they've been awarded that it's just like oh okay you're you're a tough SOB. gotcha so i mean if you think about like all these folks that like were were held and stuff like just you know and that's kind of the reason why i wore my uh my one day at a time shirt i mean because you gotta imagine i mean 11 days is insane not knowing when you're gonna be out of there Being at the Hanoi Hilton for five years, seven years, and they're just beating the shit out of you every single day. And you have no idea when it's going to stop or when it's going to let up. You're just like, yeah. You know, at one point, John, the article I read about John McCain, he's like, you know, at one point I just thought about killing myself just to put an end to it. You know, they were beating my ass every single day, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, there's also some pretty famous representations from Hollywood, like, um, You've seen the Rambo movies where they have him in that just that pig, that, that slot pit where like the pigs are shitting and like all the food and stuff's going in there. He's got leeches on him. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's that. So obviously, most folks nowadays aren't going to have to put up with that. But what does captivity mean to, you know, because let me back up. We haven't, I don't think we have, we haven't had any POW since we had like one or two in GWAT, and that was, I believe, Correct me if I'm wrong, Alma. It was uh, Jessica Lynch when she when that motor Jessica team,
1: Lynch, yes,
0: when that maintenance unit got captured and there were ambush and she got captured and stuff and taken off by a Taliban. Yep. And then there was also was it Bo Bergdahl, the guy from 82nd?
1: I think it was, yeah.
0: So there haven't been too many of those folks that have been that have taken place during. Um, uh, global War on Terror. I remember one time being in Afghanistan. We actually had uh, our, our our platoon leader came up and he's like, "Hey guys, we need 100 accountability. This is coming from like theater command." And we're like, "What?" It's like theater command. So apparently, the Taliban released this image of a dude, a dude's face, and he kind of was like, "Oh, you know," had a thick old beard and all this kind of crazy shit, and it had like a muzzle of a gun point in the side. they were like, "Oh shit!" They caught somebody. They- <laughs> You'll see why I'm laughing about this in a second. They took one of those old school G.I. Joes that had like the felt facial hair on this stuff and took a picture of it with a gun muzzle with a weapon muzzle in the picture. And within about two and a half, three hours, the military was able to get 100 percent accountability of everybody in the, the Middle Eastern Theater of Operations. That's insane. Like three hours, you can count for over like 100,000 troops because I was there from 05, 06. So this was like right in the middle of the like the heart of the freaking Iraqi push and all this kind of crazy shit after everything first started. So, yeah, it was just like, what the shit? So like it just <laughs> ended up being a propaganda ploy from the Taliban and stuff. But I was just like, that's kind of smart and kind of dumb at the same time. I don't know whether to laugh at that or just be like, well, you know, A-plus a for effort. <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so for, for the
0: majority of most folks, you know, hope to God you never have to experience that, whether firsthand or second hand, with a loved one or family member, because that's just absolutely a dreadful situation to be in. But yeah. there are other forms of captivity. You can experience captivity in your regular life as a civilian, as somebody who has no affiliation yeah. in the military whatsoever. Sure um, the heck, yeah. There is... You know, like there's mental captivity where you just feel like you're stuck in a rut, you know. Like um Alamo and I both said that
1: I know, have been there.
0: Yeah. We we both months. were kinda had that mental captivity where we're just like, Oh fuck, you know, holy things shit, things are going bad. And then we went to that horse therapy thing and we're just like ah, you know, it's like just help us yeah. get out of that mental state of, you know, existence or whatnot. So um psychological captivity was the other one that i kind of wanted to focus on because there was an yeah i didn't put the link in there alamos just bear with me i'm gonna look up what i was looking at on that uh,
1: i actually have something here on uh hey go for it dude I think, I've been talking mi- for a I think it's mindfulness muse uh it's an article it's basically a part one of two um how to break free from mental captivity um, oh, I got the <laughs> same
0: article. Okay, you're on
1: you're on part one. Ah, sweet. I got part one. Yeah,
0: I'll read part two. Oh, hey, look at that. Look hey, all right.
1: hey, see, this is what happens when you know it's each like other. It's like we We're playing this shit, even though we don't early. know what we're doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, you read the first one. Up. I'll
0: read the second one. Go for it.
1: Um, it says in the article, do you ever feel like your mind has more control over you than of than you do of it? And actually, you know what? I will share that page. Give me a second. So that way the uh, so that way viewers can go ahead and check it out.
0: So if you're if you're listening or watching at home, this is an article called mindfulnessmuse.com and it's talking about acceptance and commitment therapy, how to break free from mental captivity, part one and part two. This article was published, does it say?
1: Published
0: the the uh, the author of the article is a Laura K Schneck who is a PhD and a licensed uh, I think it's Schenck. Schen- oh yeah, I can't. Yeah, my my brain. My brain words,
1: words. It's big yeah. words. So- <laughs>
0: to Miss Schenck out there, I apologize for butchering
1: your name. Yeah, so, it's it's okay. We, we all man. do it at one point.
0: Go for it, dude.
1: Um, <laughs> it says. Uh, Ooh, actually, there's a quote from Marcus Aurelius here. It says, "You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this, and you will find strength." Mm. Strong words That's from the, uh, Marcus Aurelius, a great Roman Marcus leader Marcus Aurelius. Um, do you ever, or excuse me, many of us have experienced times when we feel like the cap, like the captain of our own ships, confidently charting our course through life. However, at other times, life can feel chaotic, confusing, or completely out of control. Uh, No matter what life brings, we always have the choice of how to respond in the moment. When the mind is flooded with negative thoughts about the self, others, or external events, it can feel practically impossible to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It might even feel like you're mind is holding you prisoner by placing you in a foggy maze of ambiguous choices and messages during these moments the idea of giving yourself the validation you crave can feel elusive um long story short go through a lot of shit in our lives guys um i mean shit like you know
0: preach like look
1: (laughs) i mean i I, i'm guilty of it too i i end up having a whole bunch of issues where you know it it almost feels like the walls are closing in like i I mask it very well by by humor because that's just what i do don't we Um, all dude don't we all but (laughs) but you know the long short of it is you know we we tend to we tend to kind of you know confine ourselves because of the stressors that we're experiencing, the things that we're experiencing cause us to kind of withdraw and kind of, you know, try to get away from everything for the for the just for the sake of you know stress relief or or, or in any way kind of, um, in any way trying to just get some kind of relief from the stressors of the day. Um, Acceptance and commitment therapy, cognitive diffusion, which actually this is actually kind of cool. Uh, acceptance and commitment therapy uh, principles reinforce the basis or excuse me, the basic concept that you are not your thoughts. Uh, if you pause to notice the thoughts going through your mind right now, you may observe yourself reading and ta- and taking in the words on this page. You might also notice some background noise in your mind. Perhaps a fleeting thought about something you need to do today, An ache in your back, a nagging, self-critical thought, self-deprecation, guilty. Um, same. <laughs> um, the uh, the mind is neither friend nor foe. It simply behaves as minds do. In other words, our brains just do what the fuck they want. So we just have to figure out a way to get control of it. Um it's uh it's excuse me uh bouncing uh around from thought to thought taming the wild horse of the mind can be an intimidating feat but recognize but recognition of yourself as the true master of your mind is the first step toward breaking free from mental captivity cognitive diffusion exercises ser- serve as an excellent mindfulness practice to begin the process of untangling yourself from your thoughts you know and it's funny cuz like actually There is an individual I follow. His name is David Goggins. I talk about him almost all the time on the show with with Mac. Um, David Goggins is one of those kind of like extreme sport, like freaking, you know, you know, super marathon, freaking, you know, 200-mile bike rider. Like this guy is always doing – Doesn't he have the world
0: record for like 4,000 push-ups in a day?
1: Pull-ups, pull-ups, yeah. Pull-ups? Pull-ups. Yeah. Fuck,
0: that's never happened. I'm lucky if I can get 40 in a day. Like, Jesus. Yeah.
1: Um, my, my fat
0: ass. Are you shitting me?
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, this Lee. guy, this guy, he he talks about in his books almost constantly. <clears throat> whenever you read his books, which I do recommend you read, Mac. I recommend you read Can't Hurt Me. And I recommend you reading his second one, which is, uh, which is, uh, I'll get back to you on it. I'll send you the link for it. Um,
0: if you look in the dictionary under stud, it says, see him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) The, um, like basically this guy, he had a really rough childhood. He, um, you know, like basically bounced from city to city with his mom, trying to get away from his abusive dad. Um, like i mean he he goes through it in like both books he talks about how you know him trying to be you know the guy that always wanted to fit in and everything else and all that good stuff ended up you know making him shut himself up in his own mind even worse and instead of, you know, thriving and doing better in any parts of his life that he could have that included that included academics, physical sports, all that stuff. He actually did worse. Um specifically because of the essentially the box he was putting himself in. You know, he was allowing his circumstances to dictate who he was rather than you know allowing the circumstances to mold him into who he should be. You okay. Know? It's it's uh dude I like it, the way
0: you, I like the way you put that.
1: It's amazing, amazing, amazing books. Dude. It's a ama- you have to read his books, dude. Okay. Um anyway, moving on. Um strategies to become the master of your mind. Try reading through the first 3 of 6 strategies geared towards increasing your sense of psychological self-mastery. Uh, number one, listen and acknowledge. I mean, that's honestly pretty fucking self-explanatory. Imagine for a moment how you feel when you're You'd trying. You
0: think to that would be, but
1: yeah, <laughs> you it's think. Not all. <laughs> Imagine true. for a moment how you feel when you're trying to get a message across to someone who just doesn't seem willing to listen. Hello, kids. Kids. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you've experienced a recent encounter with a friend, family member, kids. Um, or coworker wherein you've tried to adamantly communicate a message to them only to find it falling on a on deaf ears time and time again. What is it like for you to feel this lack of acknowledgement and validation from the other person? Your own mind is not so different. And I'm not going to lie. I actually really love how it kind of describes that. Like, because I mean, if you think about it, you know, your mind's going to be what your mind is. Your, your your mind, whether the whether pain is physical, mental, anything, your mind is going to consistently trying to protect you, or or protect itself from anything that it considers it would be doing itself harm. So, uh, survival instinct. Correct. Yes, you are absolutely freaking correct. So i mean if you i don't hear that, that enough
0: can you say that one more time i'm just kidding
1: <laughs> so if you really go into it it's it's kind of like one of those things your your mind will you know put up blocks it'll pull it'll put up you know uh, uh, uh walls to prevent yourself to, to prevent your uh you from hurting yourself um so anyway, uh, moving on, when you brush them off, ignore them or invalidate the presence, those thoughts are likely to become even more persistent and irritating until you listen and acknowledge them. This is the natural outcome of of exper- experiential avoidance. <laughs> nice experiential avoidance. Choosing to acknowledge your thoughts does not mean that you necessarily approve of them or intend to take action. It's simply it is simply engaging in mindful awareness noticing your thoughts and with an attitude that is curious open accepting and non-judgmental when you really acknowledge the presence of your thoughts even the ones you dislike they will calm down and stop clamoring your attention to make peace with your mind again i I feel like that should be self-explanatory but i mean you know
0: Sometimes we need a little bit of a nudge just to kind of get us in the right track. Exactly. It's just like when you just kind of give that, like if you're on a horse and you just kind of take the reins and turn its head and kind of give it a little, little, yeah. uh, little pop in the hip. There, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. So
1: sometimes your mind can seem like your worst enemy. Hello. Um, you may experience times in life when you're sick and tired of negative thoughts on realistic fears or nagging worry. Paradoxically, The more you tell yourself that you can't stand good SAT word. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh that you can't stand certain thoughts or the way you react in particular situations, the more you are actually reinforcing the likelihood of those unpleasant experiences. For example, take it from this guy. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be mad. Fuck, I'm getting mad. I'm, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad.
0: I I, picture, I saw something the other day. You know that movie, yeah. um, Inside Out? Lewis Black's yes. character of anger. <laughs> I just want to put your face on that red guy with the flame camera. I was like, like that, that, that's yeah. you, buddy. I love you, <laughs> but that's you. I'm
1: just like, Gah! yeah. <laughs> Instead, There's of- got to be an app
0: that we can do that. Like, put your head on that. Thing. Oh,
1: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of continually expending energy toward fighting back against unwanted thoughts or pushing down unpleasant internal experiences, allow them to simply be. Again, this does not mean that you approve of them or take enjoyment from them. What it does mean is that you are choosing to make peace with your mind by consciously disengaging from a futile power struggle or as Jocko Willink likes to say in uh, Extreme Ownership. ah, um, uh, oh, I fucked it up. I had it right on the tip of my tongue. It's okay. It'll come up like probably like later on at the end of the episode. Just watch. Right. Um, fa- face it. You are stuck with you. I'll say that again. You are stuck with you. you while you can grow change and develop many qualities you're still the same basic person with the same mind when you truly make peace with this reality through radical acceptance there is room for peace and tranquility inside yourself once you direct loving acceptance toward yourself aka why don't you love yourself go back a couple episodes you'll see what we're talking about Um, Uh, your attention and energy become freed up to focus on making progress toward value based goals that will bring happiness just so I'm not lost which episode were you
0: referring to when you said go back a few episodes VIP Um, oh oh okay that's what I thought but I was just like I just want to make sure Oh, that's right yeah 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 okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: Dude, <laughs> number three and that,
0: that episode is the one that keeps on giving like it's i know it, it's just so good. <laughs> it's so good like oh man anyway indeed so do me <laughs> a favor read down through this one until it gets to that that a at the bottom and then i'm just going to jump over to the second part and i'm just going to start up with you, with number four five and six because i got the other three right there
1: number three realize hey. thoughts are just thoughts I'm not going to lie to you. I have problems with this one. Um, Not that I don't think it's true, but I have problems with it because my thoughts, ADHD are constantly fucking going a million miles an hour. And I have, you know, you're a piece of shit or you're a fucking retard or, you know, name all the fucking negative. Dude, 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 dude. I get what you're saying, but. Hmm.
0: Dog, doggone it! People like you. Okay. <laughs> doggone it! People
1: like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um. Anyway, <laughs> back on track. This is the this is the basic idea behind the. I'm ACT- sorry, I'm
0: derailing your therapy session here, bro. No, you're good. You're good. You just-
1: this is the basic idea behind the A- ACT principle of of cognitive fusion. When you are fused to your thoughts, it feels as if you are your thoughts. There is no distinction between a thought that enters your mind and your core concept of self, for instance, imagine that you just gave a presentation to a group of your peers or coworkers that you've been feeling anxious about for some time. Let's say that you accidentally left out some parts of the presentation or flubbed some words, which I mean, who doesn't? Maybe a thought is such as I'm such a. F- <laughs> I was gonna say the other one.
0: <laughs> so, do you know what just popped into my head? Do you remember a bit that Chris Farley did on SNL? Hello, welcome to the Chris Farley Show. And like he yeah. was interviewing people, and he's got Paul McCartney on there. So Paul McCartney, and he's like, "Do you do you remember when, when you were when you were with the, the, Beatles? the
1: Beatles? That was a good time. Yeah, that
0: was awesome. <laughs> and That's he's awesome. just like." Oh, what do you think about this? Do you, when you say, you know, love is what you make of it. Do you, is that, is that for real? It's like, yeah. It's, and he's just like, God damn, stupid idiot. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Chris Carley, like, uh, like, oh, but, man. but, and it's great because he brought a lot of laughter, even though he had a lot, my mom actually he had a lot his, of um,
1: issues himself. Yeah.
0: My a mom read of. his, um, it was a uh, authorized autobiography. I think it was by his brother. And like you just you see some of the warning signs early on, and like he he was just kind of that guy that liked to make everybody laugh and stuff, and he just saw so many warning signs, and he had to go through freaking like he went through like rehab and all this other kind of stuff because he was you know alcoholism was just such a terrible thing in his life and whatnot, and it's like it's great because you see how just you have somebody and like look at all the people that have like look at all these great actors that have these amazing skills. You've got guys like. Chris Farley. You've got guys like um, Robin Williams. All these guys that are just great at making people laugh, and they have the biggest amount of demons. And they end yeah. up you know, ultimately going and solving that temporary problem with a permanent solution. Yeah, and you're just like, no. fuck, dude. Jesus, you know? Anyway, I still
1: miss Robin Williams to this day, bro.
0: I know, man. Like, And you just hear all these great stories about him. Like, he didn't want to get any money for voicing the genie for disney say i just want to make a movie that my kids can watch and over and over i don't care if i'm making money like this is just something fun and they had so much material from this guy because he was just, mm-hmm. just i mean he's all over the place so anyway yep. it's, it's,
1: they use so is. much of that footage too but they oh my gosh didn't yes didn't use a lot of it <laughs> um Finishing up. uh, No, you're good. Uh, When you're deeply entrenched in a state of cognitive fusion, there is no space between the thought that you're a screw-up and any alternative, or excuse me, any alternate reality. In this instance, simply having the thought, I'm such a screw-up, or in Battle Rose language, I'm such a um, fuck-up, becomes the gospel truth. You ever hear that term? You know, the more you think you are, you do.
0: Yeah. It, oh yeah. There yeah. is there mm-hmm. the, the,
1: there is so much truth to that, dude. Um, you know, just as an, just as an example, like you know, growing up, like in school and shit like that, I was like, ah, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm this. I'm stupid. I'm the. You know, and it, a lot of it came from, you know, hearing other people saying it. For the, you know, it just kind of just stuck. You and have a bunch
0: of mean sisters. I'm just kidding. I love all three of you. <laughs> but <laughs> all, you know, all three of your sisters are great. And your mom's wonderful too. So yeah, my bad. But I at a
1: certain you. no, you're good. Lord, I apologize. Th- the, Lord I apologize. apologize. But at a certain point, you know, <laughs> it it it, it goes, like I said, it goes with the old saying, you know, the more you think you do, you do, or the more you think you are, you do. Um, this type of mental enslavement uh, to every thought that comes to mind is no way to live. If you notice ongoing struggle to disengage and diffuse from these kinds of automatic thoughts, consider the importance of developing a more mindful relationship with your thoughts.
0: So I want to tack onto that real quick. So that's kind of what we talked about last week with the therapy, like, you know, when we were talking when i made the mention of like going to um you know like after going to the gun range what's just as important as going to the range and like you know having something to focus on that you know kind of gets you to get into that higher level thinking and whatnot yes it's just also like setting your brain on autopilot like when you when you take and you break down all your all your weapons and they're all laying on the table and you got the the upper receiver, the lower receiver, they got the barrel and all the recoil recoil rod and all that kind of stuff. And you're just sitting there and you're cleaning it. You're thinking about it, but it's almost like your, your subconscious brain is just like, all right, I got this. And it's in the driver's seat just going. You don't have to think about it. And you're just kind of like able to mm-hmm. focus without focusing, if that makes any sense whatsoever.
1: Uh, to me, it does. I don't know about anybody else.
0: So I'm going to take over from this <laughs> point, and I'm going to read the second part of this. This is uh, the same article as part two. Um,
1: I'll bring it up for our, for our viewers.
0: So it's basically, I'm going to kind of break into this a little bit, so I'm not going to read all of this, but, um, as we learned with the first three strategies to becoming the master of your mind, fighting against your thoughts is a futile endeavor that may result in you feeling emotionally drained or confused instead of pushing against the current of your thoughts, consider the positive shift in energy that is possible when you choose to mindfully go with the flow. You probably already know that simply telling yourself to snap out of it or get it together doesn't always lead to success. In fact, these kinds of thoughts can even intensify pre-existing feelings of self-doubt, guilt, or shame.
1: <laughs> I
0: think they're looking at me when they wrote this shit down. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. The goal, behind <laughs> mas- the goal behind mastering your mind is not to become a slave driver through exerting self-inflicted punishment. Ooh, maybe that's why I went for that six, six plus mile freaking hike the other night mm-hmm. with all my shit on. Uh, setting out to master your mind through force can produce unwanted outcomes such as feeling demoralized, exhausted, or worthless. Instead, be the kind of boss that you would like to work for or be the kind of parent you would like to have. One who encourages you and recognizes your strengths while still holding you accountable and setting realistic expectations Listen folks, as a folks as a guy that works in applied behavior analysis in the field of ABA, managing expectations is such a paramount Detachment.
1: Part. Son of a bitch. I just remembered. Detachment is what he called it. What'd I tell you? You good now? Yeah. It's
0: in the middle of having heart to heart with the peeps here, and you're just like, yeah, guy! there it is. Acorn. Sid, acorn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh my Smart. god! You're good. I love you, buddy. <laughs> like I was saying, managing expectations is such a paramount facet of what I do as a therapist. And
1: like, Fuck yes, dude. That's that's Ugh. something
0: that a lot of people like. So online dating, <laughs> don't get me started. Um, we'll just leave that alone. But I yeah. see you. I see you take back control of your internal experience and increase purposeful action towards your goals through positive reinforcement and self-motivation, the carrot, rather than sinking into self-criticism and punishment, the stick. So these are three more strategies to become the master of your own mind. Okay. Number four, observe your own mind. Observing your own mind involves actively engaging in mindfulness of your mental activities. This means consciously choosing to, to take a step outside of yourself for a moment and become the observer of your experience instead of the actor. It might feel uncomfortable or foreign in the beginning, but with practice directing mindful observation toward your cognitive your cognitions can do wonders for your overall well-being again like that mindfulness breathing activity that we did at the horse therapy thing like two three weeks ago was just like man i left that thing with the horses coming walking up i felt right as fucking rain do you use
1: headspace
0: headspace
1: do you if you don't use headspace you've got to try it like uh do you have netflix do you have netflix on your phone
0: uh no i don't have netflix oh
1: shit well, Net, well, Headspace is also – fr- it's a, basically a meditation, like, mindfulness app. Okay. Oh, my God, dude. It we'll, talk about so it. we'll talk about it offline. Yeah. Number five,
0: retrain your mind and rewire your brain. You're probably familiar with the expression, you are what you eat. Consider applying this concept toward your mind with the statement, you are what you repeatedly think. And I think you just said something. I was going to say, what did I said just said say?
1: The more you think you are, you do.
0: What general types of thoughts do you find yourself continually engaging in? If you're unsure, try keeping a journal with you for the next week where you can write down repetitive thoughts. That's a good idea. Notice the violence of these thoughts. I, I in other words, are week, they bro. generally positive or negative? Dude, I, I do it, but it's so like I have to write down like a date time code and I'm just like, oh, this has been a year and a half. Oh, I should probably start writing. and get caught up. And I okay. say I'm going to do it and I never do. And I'm like, damn it, I did it again. It's like so much. Research has demonstrated a significant relationship between negatively balanced repetitive thoughts. Oh, balance, not violence. Oh, uh, oops. (laughs) Words. Um, uh, The significant relationship between negatively balanced repetitive thoughts and poor outcomes for both physical and mental health. E.g., why well, can't do that? That must be an article or something. On the other hand, regularly engaging in positively balanced repetitive thoughts is associated with higher overall psychological well-being, reduced stress levels, positive emotions, and higher subjective ratings of physical and mental health. Like any new habit, retraining your mind takes practice be patient uh-huh. and direct kindness towards yourself as you develop this or any new habit and remember the importance of holding yourself accountable through the change throughout the change process accountability is such an important thing we've done a show on that right
1: yeah, yeah. actually go back yeah. and watch that episode accountability yeah
0: accountability We might not know what we're talking about as well as we do right now, but (laughs) practice self-compassion. Dr. Kristen Neff has, has described self-compassion as quote, a healthier way of relating to yourself End quote, take a moment to reflect on the quality of the relationship that you have with yourself. If this sounds like an odd concept to you, it's worth taking a look at how you perceive, relate to and care for yourself. Imagine how you typically feel and respond when a loved one is hurt vulnerable, or unsure. Do you reach out to them, provide support, or offer reassurance? Now, imagine that you are the one feeling painful emotions, vulnerability, or insecurity. Are you just as willing to reach out to yourself and offer the same kind of emotional validation, care, and compassion? By actively practicing mindfulness-based self-compassion exercises, you can learn to direct the same attitude of kindness, understanding, and love that you give to others toward yourself. When your physical, mental, and emotional gas tanks are full, you have more energy, love, and compassion to give to others. And I will tell you, like dude, right now, man, dude. like I, I I relate to that so much because so yeah. Go back like four months, my my one New Year's resolution, if you want to call that, or just my goal was just to practice better self help. Like yeah. I you know, like with uh, with all the stuff going on in my in my family life right now, you know, um, which I don't want to just, you know, put out in the open right now. But if you know, you know, um, you know, just with everything going on, it's like I've had to just, you know, shoulder a lot of weight. So once we get to the point of like maybe in the summertime when things just kind of like drop off significantly, like I'm going on a vacation. Like I'm just going to do something for me because it's like I kind of need to. Because like all that stuff just it, it builds up and it builds up and like where's your pressure valve? And the next thing you know, you're just like I mean, I'm surprised I don't like walk around like an old man with a cane
1: and, scoliosis and dude all the shit that I'm shouldering, man. Dude, I, I totally fucking get it too. Cause like I I am probably the number the number one fucking person that shits on themselves on like a fucking daily basis on things that I've like either or at least that i feel like I've messed up or things that i feel like i could have done better that i didn't and i i will i will literally beat myself up for fucking days sometimes even weeks on end mm-hmm. about that one fucking thing and i know for a fact because you know there, 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 there's no there's no way that other guys don't feel the same and you know what it's perfectly fine but at a certain point we gotta fucking strap our big boy boots on fucking accept that hey we did this and it doesn't define who we are we just gotta move on and how we react you know how, how we move on from there it you know determines who we freaking truly are are we gonna sit there and sulk or are we gonna fucking you know you know, strap the steel on the balls and fucking let's get going.
0: See, and you made an interesting point too. You know, when you talked about the fact how your, your captivity is a sense of like, you're just so hard on yourself. My captivity is the fact that I just don't take care of myself. Like I just, I don't have the time and I'm so understand I'm not using this show as an excuse, but like just, you know, I'm, I've taken on another client. I'm working more hours now. I'm having to travel a little bit farther away from home, which means farther back traveling to the house at the end of the day. I don't see my kid as much. Um, We're doing hell. I had to, we had three zoom calls this week. We had two for us. Plus we had another one because we have an upcoming event with uh, your wife's uh, channel. So we had to be on there for Battle
1: a flip side, by the way. Bring your kids. Yeah.
0: Shameless plug. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: but like, it's just, it's a lot. You know, people are like, well, what time you go to bed? I'm like, I don't know, like 11. They're like, why? I'm like, because I have responsibilities. But what I keep having to put off is responsibility to myself. Like I'm yeah. keeping, I'm, I'm inducing my own captivity to where yeah. like I'm not able to sleep. I'm I, I insomnia and I we're fucking tight. You know it's like man. You know we're we're we're, we're bedfellows. Yeah. <laughs> that was just funny because like the insomnia keeps me out of bed. And
1: I'm gonna like, tell meh. you, dude. I had a bad combination. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a bad combination of both my, you know, I guess you could say self-deprecation as well as just my not taking care of myself for a good hot minute right after I injured my back. Yeah. Like dude, me not being able to exercise the way I had been like, dude, I ballooned back up. You know, I fucking, I gained the 30 pound, the 30, probably if not 35 pounds I lost, I gained all back. yeah. And it it was one of the most disappointing things that happened to me and not
0: disappointing. Just a fucking pointing. Wow, that's, nah. that's a new. One. Gotta that dude, yeah, you got to write it down.
1: Yeah, you got to write it down, dude. It's a good one. It's a good um one. It's, it's serious just, when you put a curse word in the middle of a word. Yeah. Like it was bad and and that was when Absolutely. or abs fucking lootly. Um and yeah. that was when, you know, it led up to you know, obviously the thing that I almost did and you know, I'm not proud of it by the way. Um right. But I mean you know, I was, I was in a bad state, you know, I wasn't able to do, I wasn't able to do what I used to, you know, I was, I was hurting, couldn't freaking do as much as I wanted to just.
0: So there's, there's one other little aspect I want to talk about with captivity. So what happens when you get into that point of captivity? What's one of the side effects that can happen? Ever heard of some, excuse me, I came out of nowhere. Ever heard of something called Stockholm syndrome? Stockholm syndrome is a proposed condition in which people that are in captivity develop a psychological bond with their captors it is supposed to it is supposedly resulting from a rather specific set of circumstances namely the power imbalances contained in hostage taking kidnapping and abusive relationships so like in a way you know it's like somebody that just I kind of think of like the the example like somebody who's just been in an abusive relationship. a person that is just a nice person that just gets walked on, and they get Stockholm syndrome with like these people that are just absolute fuckheads that just walk all over them, and they're just like, oh, they love me. I don't know why they left. Oh, I found somebody else, uh, and it just goes over and over and over. It's just like, geez, yeah. man, like holy shit, like that's nothing. That's nothing to mess around or joke around with. So, like, do yourself a favor. Don't you know. I thought of another one too, financial captivity. Oh
1: you're speaking uh that's so one of my bad ones too. One yeah. of
0: something I started doing is I just made sure I paid myself first before I paid my bills. Like I got money going into my savings account now so I can save up and buy a plane ticket later to yeah. go visit go visit someone on my vacation, all that kind of jazz. Like it's you you just got to. You it's know, just pay yourself first. Yeah exactly you know you know because next thing you know you have money put away on a rainy day and rainy day comes oh hey i'm i'm okay i'm not gonna be stuck mm-hmm. here on the side of the road i actually got money i can pay for a tow or some stuff like that so VR. just remember folks don't you know like a lot of these guys that try to you know that you hear about you know don't let it don't let it beat you don't let it get you down like things happen where you just kind of get stuck in a rut whether internally uh,
1: how's how it that goes refuse to refuse to hmm?
0: we're getting to that don't steal my thunder
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway Dude. exactly so yeah so just you know remember there's going to be things that happen and we're going to explain why that's important in just a second here so um but that's our conversation on captivity. Um, yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it gave you some stuff to think about. Um, mm-hmm. you know, some, some tips and stuff that you can do to keep yourself, you know, kind of, you know, preventing yeah. going into Just a, into a deep, dark space in your mind and elsewhere.
1: Control your thoughts. Fucking your thoughts. Don't define who you are. Actions define who you, who you, uh, you know, who you are, what you do. Deeds, you know, not words, your circumstances, none of that shit. What you, your actions and how you play things out are what you are essentially who you are by you know it it just you can't let your situation put you make you captive especially not in your own mind there's nothing there's nothing (laughs) nothing nothing worse than the prison of your own mind dude I just thought about nothing
0: I just thought about that Queen song I want to break free I want, want to break, to break free. free. <laughs> that would have been so perfect to play right there, just that second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's our conversation. So let's we're gonna start closing up and wrapping it up and all that kind of stuff. So, um, if you have not seen our show before, we got started um, when we worked uh, an event for Tisha's lovely, or for Alamo's lovely wife, Tisha. She has her own channel called Flipside Mentorship. As we mentioned a little while ago nonchalantly plugging an event. Uh, we have an event coming up in May where we're actually going to be, uh, collaborating with Flipside mentorship. Um, I believe it's going to be out somewhere near Daytona. We're going to be called battle buddies. Um, it's going to be somewhere out near Daytona. I believe it's uh, new Smyrna beach, new Smyrna, excuse me. So, uh, check it out. We're going to have, there's going to be some stuff uh, coming out about this shortly. Uh, so kind of keep your ear to the ground, all that good stuff. So we worked an event like the first event that we did, uh, was with, before we were even a podcast, we worked with Tisha and then Alamo afterwards is Jones. And he's like, dude, dude, we got to get the band back together. And I'm like, what are we going to do, man? So, um, while we were going through that process, uh, a friend of ours, John, who we have kind of fallen in touch with, unfortunately chose to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution and committed suicide. So, um, I found out about it through a friend of his and I would call Alamo and I was like, Hey dude, did you hear about John?" He goes, no, man, I got, I got to call him. His birthday is something coming up. I'm like, Dude, John's gone. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, John's gone. So that was kind of like the catalyst, you know, the igniting moment that kind of got us on this path. Because he was like, dude, we could do a podcast. And I was like, I don't know, Dick, about a podcast, dude. And he goes, How hard can it be? They sent a monkey into space. I'm like, Absolutely true. I feel so much better about myself doing a <laughs> podcast now. So then we found out about John, and I, t- I told him I was like, Dude, I'm in. This is, this is one of those moments. It's like, this is the aha moment. Like this is what we need to do. So we started this, uh, this journey together and we kind of figured out, you know, we need to talk to veterans out there so they don't become part of this statistic right here, which is a 22 a day, um, statistic. That's the more of a, that's a more serious. That's the most serious epidemic that's out there. We have all these people that yeah. have served their great, our great country. <clears throat> and they're not getting the help they need and they're, they're not able to, you know, get themselves to a place of getting the help they need. So we need to, we need to stop that shit because it's, 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 it's fucking horse shit. Okay. So in the process of coming up with our show, we developed the battle bros code and what the battle bros code is. It's four little things you can do just to kind of remember to help yourself in, you know, when you're in a little, a little little bit of a rough spot or you need some help kind of just pushing through the rest of your day. And it's easy to remember. You just remember the letters B R O S. You can remember those. I mean, listen. We're a couple of knuckle draggers. We're gonna keep it simple because. Member, member, you remember, oh. member. Yo, Mister Ramirez, why the cat always sleeping on the fucking bread, man? He live here. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into my head when I saw that dude, and it's just like, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: sorry, that was just random. Like, see, we're like, we had a swirl moment here just a second ago so but anyway <laughs> i'm sorry i just totally just railed that person that, that serious part of uh, my bed but anyway just remember b-r-o-s if you can remember that you're gonna be good b be tenacious no matter what you do in life do it to the fullest and the utmost of your abilities you know ron swanson said it best don't half-ass two things whole ass one thing Okay, so whatever you do, whether it's being a parent, whether it's being a counselor, whether it's being a service member, whether it's being a friend, a confidant, employer, a boss, a leader, a mentor, don't take that lightly. Take it and do your absolute best as you can do. And listen, we're all going to fail. We're all going to fuck up. That's part of growing up. And, you know, you get old and wise by being young and stupid. You kind of have to go through one to get to the other. It's okay. We've all been there. And some of us. Still fucking do it. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Be tenacious. At least you're out there trying. That's what matters. Be tenacious. R, refuse to surrender. Like we just talked about. There's going to be times when things happen. You know, um, Alamo and myself, we've both had our own personal setbacks, you know. Um I would like to think that we've both done an, an admirable job of just being like, hey, um, you know, we're not. That's not going to happen. We're going to keep going at this and keep, you know, making things happen. Sometimes you get your face knocked in the dirt. You get yourself in the mud. You got to kick, stand up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, or your strap or whatever the fuck else you want to call. Sometimes you got to knock yourself, you know, pick yourself up, knock off the mud and the dirt and just kind of shrug it off and, you know, do what Taylor Swift says: "Shake it off," and just keep going. You know, it's all. Shake good.
1: it off, shake it off. Sh- I love sh- it. Shake well, it off. I, I'm I kidding. was
0: so hoping you were going to do that. I was like, I'm going to beat this hook, <laughs> and he's going to take it. Hook, line, and sinker. Just ah.
1: <laughs>
0: Refuse to surrender. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. Um, like we mentioned with the last one, there's going to be things that come up that get in your way to stop you from hitting your goals and objectives, and you know, putting your foot on the X at the, at the obj. Whatever those are, obliterate them shits, okay? Sometimes you have to go, if you have an obstacle in front of you, you might have to take a detour through the woods for 100 yards, get back on the main path down the way, and, and Charlie Mike from there. Okay, cool. Sometimes you got to cross a freaking river crossing. Okay, got to do that too. Whatever. Sometimes you have to breach a door with some Bangalore's c 4 Sometimes you have to climb over a wall, under a wall. Sometimes you have to go around it. Sometimes you just got to... Drive a back a striker into that shit. This guy, okay. whatever the case may be, obliterate your obstacles. Don't let them get in your way. Continue on, drive on, and hit the obj. Okay, s most importantly, s seek out help in a time of need. Like we mentioned here with captivity, there's times you know when you just get in your own head and you feel stuck and you can't get out of it. Reach out to somebody. You know, do something out of the ordinary. Do some mindfulness breathing. Techniques. Do some guided meditation. You know, um my sort of therapy that we mentioned last time is I, you know, I put on know uh, an assault pack or a ruck or something, and I get out and I go for like a forced march or something. That's just you know, I get sweat therapy and like Alma goes to the gym. I don't necessarily go to the gym. Gi- okay, Mr. Cracker thingy, which mine just went like sound like a sound like a, like a freaking balloon popping. Yours is like you and your fucking fucking knuckles here guy shut up yeah okay, I bustle, okay. <laughs> Please, oh, whatever anyway jealousy rears its ugly fucking head <laughs> yeah whatever i love you too anyway there's as much shit as we give each other and this is a yeah. perfect example of it, as much shit and grief as alamo and i gave each other we both know that we can call the other person anytime day or night and reach out and be like, dude, I'm not in a good place. Like damn right. And there's been times that we've done exactly that. We've called each other odd hours of the night. Um, I've done that with other people, not trying to say it for a pat on the back, but I'm just like, that's just what you do. Somebody reaches out to you. Hey,
1: give them a fucking hand, give them help. Listen, Um, boys and gals, we got us. Y'all got a support system. We have a support system. Y'all got a support system too.
0: I think I with a lot of folks, there. they just don't know to reach out to it. They may not be a parent. It may not be apparent that it's there, but it's there. Yeah. Okay. Um, whatever that looks like. If it's a family member, if it's a coworker, if it's... What the hell are you doing? Is it your fucking,
1: dog? Fucking cats in here. The, what the...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that caught me off guard. <laughs> The cat's suffering from
0: captivity. Like,
1: let me out of this fucking room, Daddy. She probably Daddy, has this. Would the you like shit. some
0: sausage, Daddy? Would you like some sausage? <laughs> okay. right. So, in the event that you get you need help, reach out to somebody—co-worker, family member. Um, if you have a service member. There's a couple of buddies of mine that I can call from. You know that where I used to serve with. You know, call and talk shit out. If you don't have anybody that you can reach out to, guess what? There's resources available. There is a suicide prevention hotline. If you're now, if you're thinking about harming yourself, okay, and no joking aside, and this is not me making a a joke or being or being shitty and stupid and stuff. If you're thinking about harming yourself, get some help. Okay, we've some people have been there. Um, There's no fault against that, okay, but just know there's people out there to help you. You can call uh, the the 1-800 number, which is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK, T-A-L-K, Tango, Alpha, Lima, Kilo. Um, You can also dial the three-digit number 988. That's 988. And what's cool about that is you can call it or you can use a text message. They have somebody there 24-7. If you're kind of needing to talk to somebody immediately, I believe you press 1. Um, Mm -hmm. But they have trained professionals there that will talk to you that will give you some help and just let you know that, hey, we still need you around. We still want you here. We need to hear your story, all that kind of stuff. So if you can remember those four things, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in a time of need, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay immediately or right then and there or maybe not even a few months down the road, but we're going to get you started on the path of right to being right and okay. And that's, what's more important. So on Damn that note, right. I'm going to hand off to Alamo. He's going to finish the social media portion of this, and then we're going to wrap this shit up.
1: Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. All right. So if you guys want to catch us on the social medias, um, you can do that on multiple different places. Um, <clears throat> uh, my recommendation is starting over there on the facebook if you could just go ahead and visit our facebook page drop us a like hit it you know give give us a cu- couple of good follows throw some recommendations on there even hit our instant messenger you can go ahead and get on there leave us any kind of messaging you want that way you can actually start the community be nice be nice be nice yeah, yeah. no arguing amongst each other um Our big thing here is community. That is the main goal of the Battle Bros podcast. We want to build a community that's so fucking strong. You won't want to feel like you have to fucking, you know, solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution. The whole point is to stop it in its tracks. And that's by building community. And we want to build a community where, hey, if you're feeling down, hey, guess what? You know, you got Joe Schmo, you got, you know... Lanky Sammy over here and, you know, all these other fucking people that are going to help you freaking get through the problems. Um, you can also do that um, over on the Insta at uh, Battle Bros underscore podcast. You can do that on the Insta twit at Battle Bros PC <laughs> Jesus, Which we don't really have that many followers on there, surprisingly, actually. Um if you like hey, catching man, we're songs- we're just
0: barely over twelve hundred views on YouTube, so like it's it's a slow process, man. <laughs> hey. We're not some of these dynamic dudes like David Gaggins and freaking Jocko and all them guys, but hey, we're getting there. Yeah, bro. bro.
1: We're getting we're just-
0: there. I'd rather be humble than be huge, so that's what she
1: said. <laughs> I know, just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> Get If you want to catch us on another video platform other than the Yubtub, I recommend that you go over to the Rumble. Uh, All you have to do is go to battlebros, or excuse me, rumble.com. All you have to do is go ahead and type in the search bar, all all lowercase, one word, bros. And you'll go ahead and jump to our page where every single episode that we have done is uploaded every single week right after it gets uploaded right onto the YouTube. So go ahead and check us out there. Um, We have, you know, many different platforms that we're on um, all the way down to the audio platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor. Uh, which actually is now just Spotify, by the way. Um, figured that Spotify one out. Spotify for podcasters. Spotify for, for podcasters. Um, so, you hear what you just, you're like, I <laughs> speak words. Um, <laughs> we are on iHeartRadio. We are on Audible. We are on, if you have an audio platform that is your favorite, we're probably on it. Go ahead and check us out there. Listen to us while you're driving. If you got a nice long trip where you're taking a nice vacation and you want to hear some funny guys talk about some serious shit, go ahead and jump on the audio platform. Or even some serious
0: guys talking talking about about funny shit. We got those too. Hey.
1: hey. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And remember, you can always, always, always contact us on every single one of the social media's uh instant messaging platforms, just to go ahead and uh you know get your messages out there. You got a suggestion, send it out there. You got a you know, a gripe, send it to us. If you have questions, cause you're feeling kind of not of so well, message us. We will answer, dude. Message us because hey, community again. First, we want to build a community where it's like, hey, don't remember? You got people here for you.
0: If you're jealous because Alamo shaves and his face is baby smooth, contact us. If you don't like my mustache, message us. If you don't chew big red, well then, hey, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> it's all good. No, but seriously, like you know, we use like we said earlier, we use a lot of humor to kind of you know as a as a way of just it's whether it's a a continuation of that gallows humor that we had in the service or, you know, first responders, you know what we're talking about. But, you know, it's just, it's a way to just, laughter is laughter. Laughter to me is like one of the biggest therapeutic devices out there. And, you know, it helps me to get me out of this, like internal mental captivity that I I suffered from every once in a while. So, like I said, folks, if you can remember the four things, um, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in a time of need. There's a good chance you're going to be okay. So, on that note, I just have a couple yeah, of things right. I want to say real quick. Uh, for those of you that uh, are celebrating the holiday, uh, Easter's coming up. Happy Easter. Today's Good Friday, which is awesome. And I also want to give a special shout out to my little brother, Jamie. Uh, James is uh, 36 today. So, happy birthday to him. Um, I know he went and celebrated and uh, did some cool stuff today. So, happy birthday, bro. Love you. I'm proud of you. And um, yeah. Um, but on that note. No, Jamie. <laughs> but on that note, um, again, thanks everybody for watching. Please remember you know, to like, subscribe, subscribe share, hit the notification bell. Remember, this isn't, always about you.
1: Comment, most importantly.
0: this isn't always about you getting the message. It's about somebody that might be two or three people removed down the road that might need to hear the message. It might not be yeah. about you. You pass along somebody, you, they pass along somebody, and I guess somebody needs to hear it and they go, wow, I was going to kill myself until... You know, I listen to these guys. I could give. Let me re- let me phrase this correctly. I could give a crap about how many views we have on YouTube. I'm grateful for every single one yep. of them. I'm grateful for everybody that watches the show. But most important number to me is if we save one person from making that temporary, making that permanent decision to solve a temporary problem and stuff. If that we to me- stop
1: one out of the twenty-two
0: that, that to makes me, is me and mac
1: the fucking happiest.
0: That that I want to find that person I want to hug them cuz like I know I've done something worthwhile, okay? Yeah. I know I have, but it's just further worthwhile type stuff. Anyway, yeah. so thanks again for watching. This has been episode 061 called Captivity of the Battle Bros Podcast with myself, Mac, and Alma over here to my side. Thank you so much for watching, checking us out, listening. Um, check us out down the road. We will have another episode. Next week, we're going to have a discussion on the topic of drum roll responsibility. Responsibility. I wonder what we're going to talk about then.
1: Hmm. I guess hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Hmm? Indubitably. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to blow up the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, for the people listening to this stuff in the car, they're like,
1: dude, they got Marvin the
0: Martian on this shit. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Most indeed. Hmm. My T-134 space detonator.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. It's off the rails. All right. That's yep. it. That's all we got. That's been our show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Come back and see us again. Just remember, be tenacious, refuse to r- surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in the time of need. Until the next time, this has been a Battle Bros podcast with Mac Nable. Thanks for stopping by. Battle we Bros. love you. Appreciate you. And we are out. Out of here. See you all later.